Jess and I are so excited to be back today with a really important episode um, about empowering teacher authors with their the curriculum that they create. That's the goal of this episode. I think that a lot of teachers, uh, teacher authors, their authority, their expertise is questioned. Their the value of their curriculum, the value of the resources that they they create are often under a microscope, and uh, and people are skeptical about using other teachers' resources. And we're here today to tell you your resources are vital to our education system, to our students, and to our teachers. So I hope that you listen to this whole episode and you're empowered by it and you're, you feel even more um, confident in the materials you're creating and the impact, the positive, amazing impact that you are having on schools around the world, really, not just in the United States. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw. Unfiltered. Real. Let's get started. Okay, so I have a question to start us off, Jess. Um, you've been on Teachers Pay Teachers for a very, very long time. Was there ever a point during that time that uh, you felt like your resources um, weren't weren't valued or or even you felt a little insecure about those the things that you were creating because there's a lot of schools that like ban teachers pay teachers and I've even heard teachers themselves and their negativity towards resources that are on teachers pay teachers I heard one have you ever heard this saying yeah teachers pay teachers should be called teachers make other teachers go broke. <laughs> That's what they said that, that that teachers pay teachers should be called. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, was there ever a time that you felt like, ah, I shouldn't be on here or, ah, oh, this isn't working or I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, when I started my store, just like everyone, I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't trying to model someone else's curriculum or like what they had created. I just started doing things I thought sounded fun. And I had been a teacher already for four or five years. So I knew what kind of worked with kids. Uh, but I would just say like, I would question my design skills or like in my own classroom, things are zany and bizarro and weird. But, you know, is that always the best thing for like every single classroom? Not always. So I would question myself. And I, I had the most questions after I went to my first Teachers Pay Teachers conference because they really were like, listen, you are impacting 
thousands and thousands of students. You need to make sure everything is perfect. You need to get a proofreader and you need to make sure you're doing, you know, this and that. And if you can make it research-based, all the better. And so, you know, I've thought about that over the years and I have disabled a lot of products that I thought weren't up to snuff. But overall, um, no, because I believe that if you... If you used an idea in your classroom or you teach things or do a certain kind of assignment a certain way and it was successful for you, I feel that is research-based in a way because you're, yes, it's a tiny sample of people, right, compared to thousands of people that might be using it. But still, I mean, you get to know like with your years of experience combined with your education combined with what you know works like that is worth something and this is a thing that we t I talk a lot with my other teachers pay teachers friends about uh, some of them are now even teaching college classes so they're teaching teacher ed classes and it comes up a lot well we need to use things that are research-based but I'm like I feel like the definition of research-based is really sketchy at best, even when you're buying these giant canned curriculums. Like, do you ever ask what the sample size is that they've used those curriculums on? And at least, you know, like from personal experience as a teacher, what kind of works. So, I mean, yes and no, like my design skills and some of the products I was putting out in the beginning, have I revamped those or gotten rid of them? Sure. But like knowing what works in a classroom, I've never doubted that because of my experience. I love that. Yeah, because a lot of this can curriculum, this curriculum that's handed to teachers, it's just I think that that people the districts and the companies say this is research based. This has been proven to work. But how often do district leaders or teachers actually uh, investigate how it was researched and who it was researched with. And I mean, I feel like there should be studies done about teachers' experiences using this CAN curriculum with real kids. And every teacher I've ever talked to has talked about how it decreases student engagement like all of the curriculum that I've ever been handed from curriculum companies, and I'm not going to name any names, but I think you agree that like when I start teaching from a script, when I start handing kids workbooks to do, and usually that's what can curriculum is about. I'm sorry. My cat is like being annoying. I, I keep, cannot hear your cat. Well, she keeps like trying to come in and out of that. The, I, that's why I had to scoot back. Um, anyways, <laughs> but like, I feel like w the experiences that teachers have in classrooms using CAN curriculum, that is the research right there. That is the science that is, I mean, like, it's just, I don't understand why, well, I do understand why districts don't really listen to their teachers you know, or don't really use the evidence that's being created within a classroom setting to make decisions. And a lot of the decisions that districts and schools are making, they're outsourcing the expertise that's in the classroom 
and the experiences of teachers with their students. And I feel like why is Teachers Pay Teachers such such a successful company? You know, why is it that there's so many teachers out there who are becoming millionaires? It's because they're needed, you know, and be and because we are searching for engaging lessons <laughs> that were created by teachers because these teachers know what they're doing. Most of them, you know, they're creating resources they use with their own students that they found really valuable. Like my top selling product is a government simulation for elementary school. Teaching government is dry and boring. And when I tried to do it by the book with like social studies curriculum, kids just, they zoned out. And so I was like, okay, I got to make this fun. And so I created a simulation and they were so into it. And they learned so many important terms related to government. Um, So I just, yeah. And I'm also uh, like doing this podcast series on my own podcast about the teacher shortage and learning more and more and becoming um, just more informed about why teachers are leaving. And I mean, and why I've left twice already. And one of the reasons is canned curriculum and like the lack of freedom that teachers have in their, their classrooms. What do you think? Well, my district just implemented five new canned curriculums this year in every subject. And if you've ever taught a canned curriculum, you need to learn how to use it. Um, it's not easy because every single can curriculum has reinvented the wheel and wants different terminology and they want things taught a different way. And this is really, really introducing five new curriculums in a single school year with no training, yet they're expecting teachers to teach it with fidelity and be perfect with it. It's been bonkers. And we've already had three teachers quit at my school, three It's the beginning of September right now. We had three teachers quit in August and 99% of it was the canned curriculum. It's too many demands. They don't want to do a scripted curriculum. They don't like having to learn five new things and trying to do trainings in their free time to understand how to use it. And so, yeah, three licensed teachers quit in an elementary school. I mean, that's pretty unheard of. Like three, four years ago, you did not hear about people quitting in the middle of the year. But you've also like, I've talked to a lot of people that have worked at my district for 20 or more years, and this has never happened. They've never introduced five new curriculums in one year. And I honestly, I have a conspiracy theory that I think the canned curriculum companies are pulling a bunch of strings. They're giving sweet gifts and bonuses to the bigwigs that are deciding to buy these for giant districts like mine. And that's the only reason we have to deal with them is they're offering some really sweet benefits uh, and bribing these people to take on these curriculums because every year we get new ones and then we get another. And I've talked to people in other states and it's not like that. Like it's one of my friends works in Minnesota and they only implement one new curriculum every five years because they know it's a commitment. And in order to see results, you have to stick with it for a long time. But I think that other districts are not as ethical 
and they just you know bring on bring me on some free cars and vacations and i'll sign up whatever you want that's my that's my thought um so i i mean i don't know like i said i've i watched a really good teacher last monday she just quit uh, and it was because of the curriculum and i'm like how crazy is it that teachers are quitting over curriculum right and i just think my school has banned teachers pay teachers well, what if, you know, people had the freedom to teach this standard the way they want to teach it, how they know will be fun because we're also getting blamed for behavior problems in the classroom. Well, duh. Have you ever listened to scripted curriculum? You're sitting there listening to someone read really boring words to you. It's not like listening to a novel. It's boring. Obviously, you're going to have bad behavior when you're bored. So anyway, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Wow. I really like Minnesota's policy about only adopting one every five years. And like, I feel like districts should be doing their, I mean, they're spending so much money on this stuff. And so obviously if they spend all of that money, they're going to want teachers to use it <laughs> because then if they don't use it, it's just a waste of money. And that's what happens. Like this is my 15th year teaching and there's so much can curriculum lying around schools, not even being touched, not even being used. Like even in the school that I'm in now, there's all these workbooks from this one can curriculum. And I like flipped through them and they have kids names on them and they only have maybe a few pages at the beginning of the workbook done. And then the rest of the workbook, like hundreds of pages are blank and it's that workbook is such it's a waste of materials paper plastic like they're spiral notebooks um and and they can't be used again because some kids filled out five pages at the very beginning and like i see this over and over again in all these textbooks and closets you know and workbooks that are only only a few pages filled out at the beginning and like why do districts keep doing this? Why do they keep, why don't they learn their lesson? Like quit. I mean, I can curriculum has a place for new teachers, maybe math teachers, like it's good and helpful um, science teachers, but like English, like it's just, you can't use a can curriculum for English. It just, it doesn't work. It's not engaging. Um, and even history, you know, and like, Yes, it's it's nice to have like something to make teachers feel like, okay, at least I have this that I can count on, you know, but like to let teachers be flexible and not force them to teach this thing to fidelity and let teachers be able to go. Cause I get really excited. Like I'll buy something on teachers pay teachers and I get excited to teach it, you know, and that's what we, that's what like what te we want teachers to feel like we don't want them to feel like their autonomy is being take, stolen from them, you know, by forcing them to teach in a way that they don't feel passionate about, you know, like, and so I, I'm just getting more and more just uh, emboldened, I guess, to, to use materials on teachers pay teachers and not even my own materials. I mean, sometimes I use my materials, um, but like, other people's materials and I'm teaching high school now. And so I'm buying a lot of high school English teachers curriculum 
Uh, and I'm just so blown away and amazed by how good it is, you know, and how helpful it is and how well put together it is. And I'm just like, man, these people are so incredibly creative and just, I really look up to teachers, pay teachers, sellers that like do such an amazing job with their materials, you know, and, um, yeah, I know not everything is great on teachers, pay teachers, but you can really find some amazing things on there that kids love. Um, yeah. Yep. You can find just about everything on there. So I guess like, I think the point of our episode was just saying, I think a lot of people get a little frustrated. Maybe their sales, you know, there are ebbs and and ebbs and flows to the sales, right? Like it's like they're up, they're down. And some people just kind of give up on teachers pay teachers, but it is, uh, it is really important to keep on putting your sweet ideas out there because there are teachers that need them really bad. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes I've gotten down on myself because I'm like, who's going to buy my stuff whenever these districts are forcing canned curriculum down their teachers' throats? And it's like, guess what? Just because a, a district is forcing teachers to use canned curriculum, it doesn't mean the teachers are actually going to use it. You know, they might use it for like a month and then be like, okay, let me get on Teachers by Teachers. Like I'm teaching of mice and men um, this year. And I've never taught that novel before. And that novel is disturbing. Like, I can't even believe that we're teaching it. Do you remember the ending of that book? No. So bad. I don't. Um, it's so sad. Um, and so, and, and like my teaching team, they have like a curriculum that they've developed, which is really cool. But I was like, I wonder what's on teachers pay teachers. <laughs> so I searched of mice and men. I just searched it and there was so much there. Um, some of it is a little bit similar to canned curriculum, honestly. Like I feel like sometimes teachers think they need to do things the way that canned curriculum is laid out, you know, like, but really what I was looking for was like ways to make it more engaging, you know? And like, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of the reason I know, at least for you and I, why people go on teachers pay teachers or they just are like, ah, I need sub plans or I need like a lesson right now. And I'm like stressed out because I didn't plan this weekend and I need something. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And like, I looked at like five different units for, of mice and men, and I picked the one that was the most unique and like, not like, like some sort of workbook, right? Like that, that kind of had a different kind of spin to teaching the novel. Um, I don't know. Do you ever, do you look for stuff that's like fun and interesting on teachers pay teachers? Or are you just looking for like worksheets? Cause I know people go on there for different reasons, but I don't go on teachers pay teachers for worksheets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but it depends on what you define as a worksheet. I mean, some people, like when I taught fourth grade and fifth grade, sometimes I really needed some homework because parents were bothering me. Like, they're like, we know that just, we know the policy is no homework, but we will do anything for homework. We need something, please help us. And so I would go and buy like a worksheet packet. Because what else do you give for homework when the, when the parents might not even know the language, 
you know, like I couldn't give like, oh, go and do this project when I know one, they don't have internet at home. They don't have a computer at home, no devices at home. You know, English is a second language at home. So like, what do you, what exactly do you give? You have to give something that mirrors what you want them to learn, but they do it at home and it's easy to do at home. And you could give the parents an answer key. That's why worksheets are really great. Worksheets are great for some reasons, like, you know, enrichment or, you know, trying to do homework, or I had so many parents begging me for work over spring break and Christmas break, like, and really genuinely concerned, not like they wanted to torture their kids, but genuinely concerned, like, ah, you know, like we're going to be at grandma's house and it's going to be really boring. You know, there's going to be all these adults doing this and that. And we just want to set up the kids a routine where they can work on their packet for a little bit and then go and play games and go do this other stuff. And so, like, how can you say no to worksheets with those kind of requests? You know, and I, as the teacher, I mean, I see myself like if you go to a doctor to get fixed up for something. Well, I'm like a doctor of learning. You want to know something? Well, let me find a way for you to learn that. And there's a million different ways to learn something. So, you know, like I said, I it would depend what I was looking for. But since I am fun and engaging, I don't need fun and engaging lessons. <laughs> I need more boring things that I can't think of. I can't really think of worksheets. I'm not very good at writing that kind of stuff. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so I would look at things I couldn't do. But yeah, I do look for fun, engaging things. It really depends. I'm not saying I've never done that. But that's something that I strive on doing in all my lessons is being fun and engaging. So I guess I would look for certain elements of things that maybe I wouldn't know how to create or wouldn't have time to create. But I knew I could like make it work with what I wanted to do or doing finding things I I don't really I'm not really a worksheet expert. I'm, I'm the whimsical teacher. Worksheets and me don't really go together, but do I need them sometimes? Yes. And another thing I needed them for, um, sorry, I know I'm going off about this, but uh, sometimes I'd have a kid suspended, in-house suspension. We can't send kids home in my district or any previous districts. Kids never get sent home. They bring a knife to school and try to stab someone. They're not going home. They're going to do in-house suspension, right? And this was big in middle school. And they would say, oh, we need a worksheet packet for them to work on today. And they would just expect me to pull one out of thin air. Like, oh, yeah, let me just go grab my worksheet book here. Because at that point, I didn't really have canned curriculum for social studies. So I would go and teachers with teachers and I would look up like boring worksheets, social studies, seventh grade. And I would like print them off a big packet for their in-house suspension. <laughs> so I'm like, well, there are certain times you need that stuff. So anyway, I love all the products on Teachers Pay Teachers. I don't think any are bad or good. I think they're used for different reasons at different times. And I have over maybe 1,000 purchases, maybe 1,500 purchases. Like if something happened to my Teachers Pay Teachers account, I would be so devastated because I have so many purchases on there. I love that it's like a library that I can go and reaccess those things at any time I need them. Um, so yeah, I buy a ton. Right now, what I hate making are bulletin boards. I'm not really that great at bulletin boards. I, I think it's a waste of teacher's time to go and like, oh, you got to go and you know, make your bulletin board this month or you're going to get written up. You know, it's like, I, I don't really care about what's on the bulletin board. That says nothing about me or my teaching. Right. And so I just go Google like, or I go search on TPT 
bulletin board library. And that's what I buy. I buy bulletin boards. They look great. Easy to print. Got to find someone to cut them, hang them up for me. There we go. I mean, so anyway, there's a million different product lines out there. And I think they're all worthy of being or being out in the world. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I've definitely downloaded or looked for worksheets or like posters. I really like posters. That's crazy. You could get written up for not having uh, your bulletin boards done. That's wow. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. In the past, I've felt really insecure about my, my, my products, you know, and feeling like, are these really that good? Are these really that helpful? You know, are they're not backed by science or research? They haven't been like tested and verified to work in classrooms like this CAN curriculum has. But recently, lately, as I start to like delve more and more deeply into why teachers are le- leaving the classrooms and and my own experiences using CAN curriculum, I'm just realizing more and more the power of teacher-created resources and the power of leaning on your creative, innovative passionate teachers in your school, you know, rather, and not all teachers are like that, you know, but there are like these special teachers like us who really enjoy creating our own stuff, you know, and who really like love being creative and love coming up with like interesting new ways of teaching concepts. Um, and, and like are really inspired by other teacher authors and what they're creating, you know, and like, I don't know, I just really am in awe of teacher authors lately. And like, just they're, they're just how amazing they are. And I just want those of you listening to realize how incredible and special you are. Um, And I'm saying this to myself too, (laughs) and you. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're welcome. Doesn't it look like I'm hiding in like, yeah, like a forest? Like I love it. It's like being at the Van Gogh exhibit, but like on my computer instead. This is great. I love it. I think this would be a great stopping point as Amanda is disappearing into Amanda. You should just completely disappear and then it'll be the very end. Bye. Goodbye. Oh my God. Should we stop now? Should we stop? Yeah. Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever. <laughs>